Well, good morning to each one of you. It's a beautiful day to serve the Lord this morning. So this morning, I would like to talk about a topic that I know, I think we've heard several messages in the past few months that sort of touched on it, but this might be a little different. This is um, some of the things that God has been working in my heart, so I thought I would share them all with you, and hopefully you can receive a blessing from it. Recently, I've been uh, working on the chorus recording for Bible school, so I get to listen to all the songs over and over again. So one of the songs that um, really stood out to me the last couple of verses, I would like to read. It's, So I send you And the last two verses are, So send I you my strength to know in weakness, my joy and grief, my perfect peace and pain, to prove my power, my grace, my promised presence. So send I you eternal fruit to gain. And then so send I you to bear my cross with patience, and then one day with joy to lay it down. To hear my voice, Well done, my faithful servant. Come share my throne, my kingdom, and my crown. So I know that it's more of a, that song is more of a song of us preaching the, you know, preaching to those around us, but those last verses just spoke to me, and I got this picture of a Christian life that is just full of faith and trust in God regardless <clears throat> regardless of the circumstances that that Christian may face and then it also as I was um, reading I came across this verse watch ye stand fast in the faith Quit you like men, be strong. So I would like to consider one aspect of faith this morning. My title is Keeping the Faith. And more specifically, maybe keeping the faith in spite of our circumstances is what I would like to look at this morning. So one passage in Mark. Chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. I got a picture of this as being a contrast to someone who has faith. It's the parable of the sower. Mark chapter 4, verse 16. And Jesus is explaining this to his disciples. It says, And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. 
and having no root in themselves, so endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And I know it doesn't necessarily say what that root in themselves is, but I got the picture of that perhaps being faith in God. That when persecution or affliction arises, it keeps us keeps us strong, keeps us true. So now I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter three. And we will consider the children of Israel. I will start reading in verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 3. It says, But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope firm unto the end? Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation. In the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their hearts, and have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another today, another daily, while it is called today, lest there be in any of you uh, sorry, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it said today, if you hear, will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, albeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with those that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So we can see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So as I was thinking of, of the children of Israel and the trials they went through as they we might say, or um, testing that God took them through while they went through the wilderness there. And I, I know we often think of, um, or we say that it's easy for us to say when we look back that they should have just had faith. Um, but if we were in their situation, maybe it would not look quite the same. But I'd like to consider... What, what was God's perspective on this whole thing? Or what would, or the thought that came to me, what would our perspective be from if we were in that circumstance knowing how it turned out, sort of like God does, because he knows the future. So what if we could, just a thought to provoke us to think here, what if we could go back in time to when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt. And we know everything we know now. What would we tell them? Imagine you're 
standing there on the shore of the Red, Red Sea after you've left Egypt and the Egyptians are closing in behind you and all the people are fearful and they're scared, you might say, don't worry, God has this all under control. Just wait and see what he does, you know, because we know that he's got part of the Red Sea. Doesn't seem like any big deal. We could, you know, encourage them. Or maybe you're out in the desert and there's no water and you're all thirsty and this is no problem. God can God can send us a river of water anytime. There's gonna be plenty for everybody. Nothing to worry about. Or we might be further along on the banks of the Jordan and we're looking into the promised land and see those giants. We're like, this is this is no big deal. One of us could take care of those giants. If God is with us, So now that, that wouldn't actually be faith because we know the future. We know what happened. So that's, that's not faith. But there is somebody who does know the future. And in this circumstance, or in this case, faith would look very similar to what we just looked at. Faith would say, God can take care of this. Even though the circumstances um, wouldn't look very promising. So there is simply trusting in God and having faith in him through our circumstances is what faith is. And he is the only one that knows our future. So if we, you know, maybe we aren't sure what the future looks like and we're, un, you know, maybe a little uneasy or whatever, there's one person who knows and that's the person, that's God that we should have faith in. Here at the end of this passage we read in Hebrews, it says, So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. They simply did not have faith. And it also says, Take heed, brethren, back in verse 12 in Hebrews here, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. So we know that this still applies today. That's still... Um, struggles we can face today. So I'd like to look now at a few verses where God talks about how he looks at us in our future. Some of them are we know very well. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 13, God says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye search for me with all your heart. And there's another translation that I, um, we often see, maybe on plaques or something, it says it this way, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and future. So we can see it's very safe to trust in God for our future. He clearly sees it. 
Just as we look back at the children of Israel and we know what's going to happen, it's all written out. That's how well God knows our future, just as clearly as if it already happened. There's not going to be anything that surprises him. Another verse in Romans uh, 8.28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Just looking at some verses to encourage us to trust in God no matter what. And First Peter 4.19, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. And Hebrews chapter 10, uh, Let us draw near with a true heart uh, this is chapter 10, 22, and 23 of Hebrews. Let us draw near with the true heart of full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. So just some promises. We can trust in the Lord. He knows, he knows everything about our lives. I would look, like to look quickly at Paul, and we know he remained faithful right to the end. In Second Timothy chapter four, a few very familiar verses. He says in verse 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. So we might, you know, did Paul just have an easy life, that this was simple for him? No, we know that's not true. We know he had many difficulties and I just want to look um, in Second Corinthians to Paul actually describing some of these things he went through that could make things we face seem very insignificant. In Second Corinthians 11, verse 23, he says, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the, pri- of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day have I been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. And besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of the churches. So we can see Paul, we could say, had a very difficult life. And yet, as we saw in Timothy, 
He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And true faith in God will do that. It will give us joy and perfect peace no matter what we face. So I guess in closing, my prayer is that we could say with Paul at the end of our days, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. So that's all I have.